What? Wait a minute. Hold on. What is happening here? I'm just a person walking through Soliana New City. Is there is there a band breaking? And then Austin Powers comes through and he's leading the band and there's a guy with a flute. And that's how we open every single show with Austin Powers and Soliana New City to let you know what kind of um, musical adventures await you here on Sonic Weekly. Sonic Weekly, the only... Eh, probably uh, <laughs> weekly Sonic the Hedgehog focused podcast on the internet. Maybe there's others. They might be on YouTube. But are they? Are you listening to those YouTubes in your car? No. Are you listening to those YouTubes? Whatever you're doing right now, perhaps uh, taking a walk or doing some chores. How do you listen to your podcasts of Sonic Weekly? You'll have to let us know. You'll have to interact with us in some way. Because at the end of every single episode, we beg you, dear listener, email us, get in touch with us, do this, do that. Tell us how you were listening. We're going to cut this all out. Sonic <laughs> Weekly is the name of the show. My name is Grant. With me every time is the star David. Hi, David. Oh, hello, Grant. The, the star, comma, David. The star, I realize comma. that's almost started like that's right. the star of David. You're not the flag. Mm -hmm. You're not. This is bad. What right. Bad it's fine. Start. Don't worry about Rolling it. Uh, we always we cut the intro every time. Yeah. But they always forget to cut it, which is which is great. Yeah. You know, right. Star. You know, I that's uh, I don't mean to dox myself, but my elementary school was named Star Elementary. That's that was two R's, not one, because it was named after a human being who was long dead. Uh, before I started attending the school named after them. It doesn't exist anymore. It was torn down. In fact, I broke into it while it was half torn down just because I could, and I was 18. And what else do you do? It's nothing. You don't do anything else except break into condemned buildings. But I'm not here to talk about condemned buildings, although we could later. We off. could, but that's why you're the star because you're the <laughs> rebel, the the reckless one, the, the one who right. will go, who will ignore all of these uh, no trespassing signs. Hey, <laughs> speaking of trespassing, she's not trespassing. She's my wife. Her name is <laughs> Ashlyn Anstey. Hey, Ashlyn, welcome back to the show. Wow! <laughs> Thank you for that introduction. Thank you for returning. Yeah, wife, wife of the pod. Yeah. And uh, and and also a star. You're also the star of Ashlyn. Oh, that's nice to say. Should I introduce our guest that I'm bringing aboard? We have a very special guest. All aboard this toxic sonic train? <laughs> no. Okay. Well, listen. We we are not toxic. We are not riding any train anywhere. We're good, and we're very good show. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a good introduction. This is a very, very good introduction. Well, so you're, Liza, you're you I'm have pleased. a. Oh yeah, I cut you off, huh? Yeah, that's my job. Um, please introduce Liza. Uh, they are an amazing uh, board artist, director, graphic novelist. Really has done everything. Uh, we've known each other for God years at this point, to the strike and beyond. Uh, but uh, they're amazing. Can't wait. Did not realize they were such a big Sonic fan. I feel like everyone hides their Sonic love behind a cloak. Why would they do that? I don't, I'm going to interrupt you back and say, okay, but how about we say the uh, special guest's uh, full name in the introduction in the SNL voice, okay? It would go a little something like this. Ooh. Eliza Singer! Oh, that's perfect. Wow. wow. Hi, Liza. Hello, hello. Hello, Grant, Ashland, and David. Yes, I am here. 
Uh, I do not hide my Sonic uh, love. Maybe I, maybe I do. I guess I don't wear like you know uh, a Sonic helmet every day, like the the hats with those spikes that people wore for Halloween a couple years back. But I certainly am a proud Sonic fan. A proud Sonic fan. It's not a phrase you hear often. Uh- <laughs> Listen. Once you turn 30, you just, you go back in and you go, what was I embarrassed about? Now I just unabashedly show it off. Like, (laughs) Right, 100%. As somebody comfortably in his 30s, I think we could say to any younger listeners that it's something to look forward to in your Sonic fandom. Right. Because maybe you're listening and you're like, I'm a teenager, or or, oh, I'm a college kid, or hey, I'm a fresh out of college. (laughs) And however you're listening, you're like, I gotta hide my Sonic. But no, yeah, you get to 30 and you're like... Who cares? Let's go. Because Sonic is 30, can't canonically. Well, he, he is he's 32 <laughs> at this point. Really? Although if he if his if he was first drawn in 1990, I guess he's 33. He lies about his age, <laughs> as do most people. You know, he wanted to get into the clubs a little earlier because he was a dude with a tude. That was the advertising. Uh and so you have to get into those exclusive parties, hanging out with other 90s icons such as um god uh saved by the bell the college years just the show by itself not the cast (laughs) hanging out with hanging out with bubsy hanging out with earthworm jim hanging out with uh (laughs) booger man booger man noid yo noid they're all fast friends forever which um there's a lot to talk about liza we're very excited that you're here gonna talk about your history with sonic we want to talk about the sega dreamcast we want to talk about shadow the hedgehog want to talk about sonic shuffle but before we get there this is a weekly program so we need to catch up on the last seven days of sonic news there was a fast friends forever video oh david can you can you catch us up on what, what's happening with sonic? okay right so right there were i guess uh two two promotions that are that are pushed both have the word friends in them for some reason uh the first one you mentioned fast friends forever that's just sega going hey uh it was a video with a bunch of people uh one of them being uh justin thoreau who's who's whose job title i forget but he works over at the socials being like yeah we play soccer and hang out in our in our backyards and watch sonic the hedgehog and play sonic the hedgehog and live sonic sonic's our friend and sonic's friends with people hey we're just advertising the brand and that's basically it um they're also like the it's a drive to i guess tie in everything like oh superstars is coming out the symphony's going um and and they're also ex- specific sonic friends forever tie-ins like a weekly comic from quote unquote sonic fans uh i'm i'm assuming they are i mean the first one rolled out was uh I- ian oh no i forget his name his last name uh the creator of okko jones ian jones cordy yes cordy ian jones right it was like it's such a simple name uh yeah like the the first comic strip that rolled out uh was done by him and he's been involved with sonic before he there was an episode of sonic in okko an episode where sonic showed up also they worked a little bit on the sonic mania uh opening which which is a piece of trivia for people i didn't know that yeah uh they, they tweeted about it back in 2017 and i was recently reminded of that fact and it's like whoa cool sonic so they yeah i guess we're gonna expect more uh shameless promotion of the sonic brand to force people to spend money on sonic well i think we can also look forward to more comics 
uh, in the Sonic Fast Friends Forever uh, mini campaign mm-hmm. or just full campaign, perhaps even an artist who has previously been on this very program uh-huh. that I will not I will not reveal their identity. I don't want to break any NDAs, but when all is said and done, maybe you'll look at that comic and you'll say, hey, I recognize that name from my favorite Sonic Weekly podcast, Sonic Weekly. Oh, it's you, right? It's me. Okay. Look- <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I, um, okay. Sometimes we have episodes where we do not have special guests and I say horrible, stupid, insane things about Charmy B, but we have uh-huh. guests. So I'm not going to say that my comic would be about uh, Ashlyn. Ashlyn, will you finish my thought here? Anyways, uh, so let's talk about. <laughs> right, right. And then also the other thing is uh, Sonic and Friends came out. Um, I guess it's sort of like a little little animated shorts that are going up on Sega Japan's TikTok. <gasps> Those are so cute. They're super cute. If that had come out when I was three years old, I would have a Sonic tattoo on my face right now. <laughs> like, that's the cutest. These are the chibi Sonics that, yes. that we saw. Then there's Tails, Knuckles, and Amy. Mm-hmm. Ashlyn, you you work in the preschool uh, with books and also with uh, television. And this seems like this is maybe one of the, I think this is the first real attempt for the Sonic brand to go to that uh, preschool bridge space but it almost kind of feels like the sonic makes more sense there than maybe anywhere or at least as much sense yeah i would think i would think so i think it also speaks to the um 6 to 11 age range is sort of in a lot of flux right now it's kind of dying um companies don't really know what to give that demographic right now so they're pushing preschool pretty hard because until they can figure out what uh you know do do we go more ya do we go more four quadrant as they say uh-huh. has anyone said four quadrant in this podcast yet um, you have just now <laughs> oh god right this is the first time we should keep a tally keep tally yeah and sometimes ashlyn will just sort of speak in like tv development lingo like yeah six to eleven is really changing and dying and you don't mean the entire population of six-year-olds <laughs> all the way to 11 year olds who are yes rapidly aging as we all are uh you're not saying that they're dying like like there's some plague that's taking away children um six no to no 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 i'm saying that that uh six to eleven is a common age group which would uh cartoons like sonic prime would fit in that category or uh adventure time spongebob all of those are like those classic cartoons they don't seem to understand how to make those right now yep <laughs> they don't understand how to market them huh. liza knows exactly what i'm talking about it's very strange i was like actually i could take this whole podcast over talking about this. about the end of six to eleven there's no six to eleven year olds you go right from five to twelve baby you go from kindergarten to teenager baby whoa teenager mm, funny word teenager yeah it's not a great teenager right Wait till you hear about um, two-nagers. Two. That's when you're two years old, but you're sassy. Oh. You're like a, a spicy two-year-old. Wow. Like a boss baby? Boss baby. Right. I, Never. Bo- oh, yeah. The boss. So boss baby, that would be the... That's that's pre a two-nager. That's a two-nager. Okay. Yeah. Right. I haven't watched the, the, the boss baby franchise, but I've, I've thought about it. I've been like... Oh, it's pretty good, actually. Yeah. I guess the, the films are fine. I know there's like... 10 million episodes of a tv show i don't know how that holds up maybe it's really great 
I actually have zero idea. We're actually going to be changing this podcast to um, Boss Baby Weekly. Uh, I'm going to be the host of Boss Baby Weekly. We're going to give you all your number one Boss Baby news. No. Okay. Listen, I'm going to finish my Charmy B anecdote from earlier. Charmy is going to get the honey. He's going to get the milk and the honey. That's what Charmy's going to do. Now, how he does that is horrible. And you'll have to look out for the comic. Okay. You need to be in Sonic jail. Um, <laughs> it was like, that's definitely, he's underage. <laughs> we all know that Charmy right. B is. Right. But yeah, I mean, a minor. <laughs> yes, but in, in the, uh, in the Archie and Fleetway comics, he's also a prince somehow in both versions. Oh, wow. And also in Archie, his best friend died from overdosing on LSD. So what? that is, <laughs> these are facts. That is true. He, yes. Lemon sun, sun drop. Uh, this happened sunshine. in the knuckles, the echidna Archie series, mm-hmm. uh, written by your friend and mine, Ken Penders, uh, right. who was born in Ashland, <laughs> Buffalo, New York. Thank you. And, uh, he wrote the Sonic and knuckles comics for a long time. Okay. We are editing all of this out. <laughs> Liza, thank you yes. so much for joining us. Yes. We are so thrilled to have you. Uh, so excited to talk about Sonic and the Dreamcast. We emailed a little bit of, and you were saying how the Sonic adventure, well, Sonic on Dreamcast in particular was, uh, you're speaking to my heart because it's like that is peak Sonic right there. But I'm curious if you could just maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, Ashlyn introduced you as a artist. We know you've worked in television. We know you like Sonic the Hedgehog and you wear it proudly, but take us through how you met Sonic and how you ended up um, in this position as our esteemed guest and not, I repeat to the listener, a prisoner. You are here (laughs) of your own free will. If you agree with that, please continue. I didn't sign any paperwork, but so it's still up for debate, but we'll see how it goes. (laughs) No, I mean, Sonic has been part of my life for as long as I can remember it. My first introduction to Sonic, I can thank my friend and technically my friend's dad who got her a Genesis. And I used to go over to her house and I was the, um, of course, default Tails player. So I felt a very deep love of Tails because she would always hog Sonic and I would always be Tails. And this was Sonic 1 through 3. Um, And the reason why the Dreamcast version is so special to me is because it was my first personally owned Sonic. Um, and my dad got me the Dreamcast because he had, he asked me, do you want the N64, the PlayStation, or the Dreamcast? Because <laughs> uh, I had been begging for a console. And I was an only you know child. And I feel like being an only child, um, being uh, raised as a girl, uh, parents weren't like, we're going to get you a video game console. And I just, I bothered my father incessantly. And finally, when the Dreamcast was coming out, he was like, okay, which one do you want? And I was like, well, Sonic is on the Dreamcast, so I'm getting a Dreamcast, even though I also absolutely love PlayStation and Nintendo games and could also talk about those. But Sonic was my first love and he motivated me to get the Dreamcast. So that's what brought me to the Dreamcast era. And I played Adventure and Adventure 2 like it was a full time job. I was playing it nonstop. I did all the collectibles. I was addicted to chow raising. Um, in particular, my friend that introduced me to Sonic on the Genesis, um, she and I actually, with her mother, used to sa- sew chow plushes homemade. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's oh, wow. how heavily we were into Sonic. Um, yeah, and we would make chow plushes in all the different 
styles of like how they would evolve and stuff. So chow raising was like a big deal for me in chow racing. And then chow karate later, I of course rebought them the games multiple times. I have them <laughs> on GameCube. I've have jailbroken androids with all the Sonic original games on that. I've also have downloaded versions. I have so much versions of Sonic at this point on um homebrew we use and um, there's so much but let's let's yes. let, let's talk about that first sonic adventure i i um uh i remember being there you know as well and ha- and that was a similar i'm a bit older than you but it was a similar sort of thing for me i had a, uh you know brothers and the sega dreamcast was unequivocally mine i i bought it with my own money i saved up for it and i and and sonic adventure was there day one and that the op it's so that opening of open your heart in the in the title screen oh. is just a I now have like a Pavlovian response to like those chords to just like I get in in position for Sonic Adventure, I guess, which is just sitting down. I just sit down. <laughs> I mean, if you want to talk also like Crush 40 separate separately. Also, I have a separate anecdote about um, Hudded P, which Uh-oh. we'll Uh-oh. get into later. Uh oh, <laughs> that, that's that's a. That's some sizzle right there. <laughs> Hunted P is the rapper from Sonic Adventure 2 who did the Knuckles rap. So like Pumpkin Hill. Oh, that's a good one. Um, I like that. Aquatic Mine. Right. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But his name is Hunted P. Hunted. Hunted. <laughs> Hunted P. It's it's supposed to be like a $100 bill or something like that's That's the lore oh. behind him. Yeah. He's done a few things. Um, oh, yeah. But nobody knows yeah. that. Well, I mean, we may as well. We're already here. Like, you know let's, what? Let, let's tell Ashlyn. So I guess I'll get into the story <laughs> yeah let's hear about let's hear about hunted p okay so so you were you were you were sitting at a coffee shop and he came in dressed as knuckles is that what no no but oh. my friends and i one time found him on facebook and my friend ah. <laughs> almost went on a date with him what but then he went to jail so <laughs> oh geez louise that's um <laughs> so the date never happened oh my gosh oh yeah wait so they didn't go out after he after he got out no i mean my friend was doing it just out of morbid curiosity as a fellow oh. sonic fan admittedly <laughs> um so i think she just wanted to tell the tale uh but yeah and then it was a few years and i guess we dropped the ball a bit but um yeah. <laughs> that did happen I'm, I'm sure he would still do it if you ask. I, uh, I think he would have. <laughs> right. That's, uh, yes. that's funny because right, he went to jail. I, I think it was for like gun possession or something. It was something. I think he took a photo. It was very much like a classic, like took a photo on social media. Police found it, unfortunately. The rest is unfortunate history. But yeah, I, right. think, it was, I think you're right. It was like him with a, a, a display in a social media post. Yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> That is that is funny. But those knuckles wraps were wonderful, and yes. the pumpkin alley, the the visuals provided in the lyrics. The pumpkin it yeah. is probably a good thing your friend didn't go out on a date with him though, because he he's a little off kilter. Um, Maybe he's nice. I mean, what do you know? What do I know? Maybe he's not nice. Know. Why am I saying he's nice? I know even less. I'm learning about all of this. Like years ago, he was he got very upset and started telling people that he hadn't gotten paid i remember that for working on sonic adventure 2 yeah even though he had uh, he, he was just upset i guess that he wasn't getting royalties which i think is a separate discussion but when you say i wasn't paid at all they owe me a billion dollars you're like well i don't think anyone would actually owe you a billion dollars for that even if you owned those songs they're great but i don't i don't think you made a billion from them he got he got angry at arby's 
at Arby's specifically. Yeah, he got he got angry at Arby's, and and also I think what did Arby's he, do? Oh well, um, years ago they made a they made a they used to tweet and be like, hey, look, here's our here's like our fries, and then they're in the shape of something or ketchup, and mm. and there was a Sonic one, and he and it was a uh, it was a reference to I think one of one of his songs one of his yeah one of one this of the knuckles sense. raps and he became very sense. upset and was like why are you quoting yeah. that you're not paying right. me you should. he's got a point i mean the way that money works is stupid yep. uh the particularly with creative things with art with songs like and i, I like i think mm-hmm. you know adjacent to that you know the a song that becomes a meme like uh even the what's the guy the rick roll guy i remember seeing some interview with him and he's like yeah i mean you know that He's like, that kind of helps me, but not really. Mm-hmm. He's like, I get, you know, a fraction of a cent if you share the right link, which it often isn't. It's just somebody ripped it and <laughs> then they're sharing it somewhere else to, you know. So, and that's hopefully what we're doing. Hopefully what we're doing with this podcast is training an AI uh-huh. to be able to make it sound like we said, what did we say about Charmy B? <laughs> no, I did never. I never said, no. I never said that about Charmy. Right. This whole episode was generating AI up to this point. Uh, yes, true. I did. I did want to dive into the Chow Garden because. Oh, so, Liza, yeah. I did not play Sonic. Uh, I uh, only played Sonic at the dentist uh, as a child. So I had not a good association um, until I met Grant. And then a few years in, he revealed <laughs> uh, revealed that he loved Sonic uh, and it was a big, you know, uh, but what was interesting? Hold on, <laughs> Liza. Did, have you ever wavered in your love of Sonic? Has 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 it waned at all? Has it been at full one hundred percent love the whole time, or were there times where you were like, eh, "That was the thing I used to." I mean, sir, I, I was at the height and during the adventure era and the Dreamcast era. Like, I was reading the Archie comics at the same time I watched all the cartoons. So, actually, I should say before the Genesis game, I believe it was the slapstick. Just Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, Great Chili Dogs, and Robotnik had the two robots, which I'm forgetting. Scratch the names and of. Grounder. Yeah. Scratch and Grounder, yes. To a point where I would actually stay, I would wake up early or stay up extremely late just to catch the reruns of it after they canceled it on Disney XD, because we had. <laughs> I really did love Sonic that much. Um, but yes, so I would watch those. I watch, of course, um, the underground series with Sally Acorn and stuff. I was a huge Julie Sue fan and Bunny the Rabbit. I can definitely go into the Arch of Comics era as well. Yes, I again, I, I do love Sonic. Um, and that was definitely the penultimate height of it. I actually should tell you guys another secret, which I have part of that I think I brought here. Um, I also created my own spinoff called Amy Adventure Uh-oh. Um, as a kid. <laughs> and I have the art that I did in elementary school still. Because uh, I really wanted Amy to get her own game, uh, just because I wanted like a wow. girl power Sonic spinoff. Yeah. Anyway, again, created in third or fourth grade. Well, also, I this you also mentioned that you had created Chow plush toys, multiple yes. Chow plush toys, th- following multiple multiple iterations of their evolution, and then also you make so you're a very creative and productive person. Also, we're realizing. Yeah. Right with your and with your fit with this with this aspect of your life with this fandom as well like you're because I I made some Sonic fan comics as a as a kid but um, I yearned for a Chow plush toy or a Knuckles plush toy but ah they did not exist and so it was just a dream 
and an unfulfilled Santa wish, you <laughs> piece of shit, Santa. Uh, but that's that's amazing. If you have photos of these child plush toys, we, uh, we'd love to. I'd have to track around the friend, which because um, who knows where they are now. But yeah, and also to your question about the waning, which is how I got here. I did during the Sonic Heroes and, you know, uh, Secret Rings era. I was not as in love with the series, <laughs> admittedly. Um, and I think it took till um, Sonic Generations that I started playing the games again. And Sonic Generations really brought me in. And I did play the advanced games for a while and the racing games, but I just didn't have the same love that I did. And it, I dropped off on the comics as a result, too, during that time. And I still want the adventure games to be brought back to their glory. I appreciate like the attempts that have been recently made, but there was something about the storytelling and the charm and the dedication to the world building that they had in the adventure series that felt closer to what the comics did that I don't feel like the games tap into as much. Um, admittedly, I know it's going to be blasts. I haven't played the most recent game. I've only watched footage. I did play the create your own OC one. <laughs> Um, forces yeah forces i did play forces frontiers you might like i I am a big frontiers proponent because it is kind of going back to that adventure style gameplay however it's not in the ways that you're just like the world yes there is world building but there it's different than sonic adventure and sonic adventure 2 you know what i think a lot of it is frankly is the city setting the urban setting i thought and still think is super, super cool and unique to Sonic compared to Crash Bandicoot or Spyro the Dragon or Mario, who are in medieval fantasy settings, but he's in contemporary cities, modern cities that look like, and like Sonic Adventure 2, that's San Francisco. It's not even, it, it's just embracing it. Um, and that's super fun. It literally, it's like Bill Clinton, <laughs> I'm assuming, at the, at the time. <laughs> uh, it was uh, George Bush, uh, George W. Bush. Sonic Adventure 2 was released, though, in a pre-9-11 world. We must remember this. Okay. Uh, it, it was uh, just a few months before June. I wasn't sure which president it was. Right. I, I know you could see his like face, and it was a right. gray-haired white man. You know, <laughs> which one? <laughs> could be any of them, truly. Right. Yeah, he is a generic white man. He is the most generic white man, uh, the president. Uh, I look at his face and, and it, sometimes it just reminds me of mashed potatoes. I don't know why. <laughs> just like like you could stick your finger in and just scoop them off. It's, it's very weird. But yes, no, Bill Clinton partially inspired Sonic the Hedgehog. That's clearly where you were uh, where you were thinking. That's, yeah, uh, I mean all the jazz and everything. All the j- <laughs> Bill Clinton's how how did they put it? His uh, get it done attitude, I guess, because he was you know he he's he's a big shot in the Democratic Party, being set up to to run for president. It's it's weird. Like, why would anyone in Japan know who the governor of Arkansas is at the time? Like, I don't I don't even know who the governor of Arkansas is now. I barely know what Arkansas is. <laughs> <laughs> he was Bill Clinton at the time mm-hmm. in yes. the context. He was the comeback kid. He had been counted out a few times due to sexual misconduct allegations uh, beginning from his career. Yes, this would end up going back in a loop, in a loop-to-loop <laughs> sort of thing. Another That was where the inspiration for the loops in the Green Hill Zone came from. <laughs> 
Uh, and Bill Clinton was also, you know, unique because he was a little younger than George H.W. Bush, younger right. than Ronald Reagan, younger. And, a, and he was a baby boomer, so he seemed a little hipper and he could wear sunglasses and play saxophone on uh, the Arsenio Hall show. Right, that's and what did it. He loved McDonald's in an earnest way. <laughs> and he was a Democrat, but he was really a Republican. So there was like very little for anybody to... <laughs> Argue. He promised healthcare and then kind of was like, no, that's Hillary's thing. So if it doesn't work out, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, so all of this went into Sonic the Hedgehog's creation. Right. That's why like Sonic loves talking about healthcare, but he'll he'll just like throw rings at you and say, Yeah, if you get hit, you just gotta recollect it. I won't help you buy. Oh man. That's Sonic's philosophy. <laughs> you just brought me back to Oma Chow also. <laughs> <laughs> Omo Ch- That's right, Omo Chow, the breakout star of Sonic Adventure 2. Everyone says it's Shadow, but it's really Omo Chow. Did you guys also Sims-esque uh, abuse Omo Chow like my friends and I did? Or was that like uh, only our social group where we uh, came up with creative <laughs> ways to just attempt to destroy Omo Chow very maliciously? <laughs> like, what were you doing? Yeah, you, there's only so many ways. I mean, you can spin dash into him, but... Mm-hmm. We would take him to the top of the space level. Um, in Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the whole Space Colony arc, I mean, because there's a few yes. space um, with, with Knuckles specifically, though. Okay, Meteor um, Herd. Meteor Herd, yes. Yeah. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> um, and then we would um, drill down from the highest point we could find and kill him. <laughs> we would basically pile drive him from space. Oh, wow. It, anyway, we were children. It was an interesting <laughs> way to... Right. I mean, you, you weren't alone in that. I know... <laughs> There were times when I would get frustrated and, and pick him up and throw him off a cliff and, and see what would happen. And uh, yeah. I mean, sometimes he'd get mad at you. If you if you hurt him enough yeah. in a level, he'll stop talking to you. He'll be like, I'm, I'm done giving you hints. And uh, yeah, yeah. Amucho is a, it's a complex character. That's the break. <laughs> it's a robot, at least, Ashlyn. If you feel better, it's technically a robot. All right. It's, it's a fake chow. It's not a real chow. It's a fake chow. chow. It's not a real chow. I would no. never hurt a real chow because I almost teared up over hurting real chows as a child. <laughs> when you throw them and they're like, Arr. yeah, when you ac- you can accidentally like shoulder check them. And I would just <laughs> get devastated because if you hit them enough, they would die early. And like, I had that knowledge. So like, just sometimes you could slap them because you would like, do like <laughs> one of your like, like Eggman would have a slap and I just would be like a wreck about it. It does make you wonder why they would program in a slap like that. But I guess it's just like, well, it's Eggman. He'll, you know, he'll probably slap anyone if you ask. Did you play um, with the the VMU? Do you remember the, uh-huh. you could have, like there was like a Tamagotchi version, Ashlyn, if you had, mm. if, like we have the Dreamcast. I've show, I think I've showed it to you, but you haven't actually played it because we've never, I haven't quite properly set it up. And when we played... Sonic Adventure together, we played the Sonic Adventure DX version on PlayStation, but the original hardware, yeah, there was this this memory card with a, a screen, and you could take the chow with you to school. You could take the chow with you to school and show everyone in class That's so cool. how to bully you. You would say, this is what to take from me to hurt my feelings. Yeah, It's a little creature inside here who I love, so break my heart. By breaking this thing. Wow. <laughs> I didn't realize that you were ever bullied uh, for the VM for VMU caretaking. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never took it to school. I kept it at home. Uh, Smart. Right. Because the VMU it has those two little 
watch batteries and they die very quickly. That's why they do. Like, there's almost no point in taking it anywhere because it will stop working. But uh, yeah, it was Chow Adventure one and two. Uh, the second one is a bit more involved. There's branching pathways, so it's like a modern video game completely. Uh, the original Chow Adventure is very linear. I mean, it, it definitely builds. They, like, you get little. You know, the little LCD, they're not even 8-bit, 4-bit, 2-bit, whatever it is, like little little LCD drawings of, of rouge and shadow and the whole thing. You should you should engage with it. You should you should do some chow adventuring, I think. Well, I do. Th- I do think that <laughs> Sonic's greatest weakness has always been that they have certain ways that they could appeal to, you know, a s- subsection of the population of like, oh, look, chow. Chow are, is like the perfect like Sims World. Oh, we're not going to do that anymore. Oh, Amy. Okay, she can come back and you can play as her for like a little bit. But like the Chow especially, I think was such a smart idea. And I wish they'd done more with it or like even had it. I mean, it's like we haven't seen them again. We see Coco in Sonic Frontiers, but you can't really pick them up or like yeah. hang out with them. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> it's not the same. As our third co-host uh, who's on paternity leave Bo would say Sega hates money there's <laughs> not a good idea that they don't outright reject I mean also I mean thinking about you in the Chow mm-hmm. plush toys but also the Amy game oh yeah you tell us more about this Amy game that you <laughs> oh conceived. god I had a lot of documentation a surprising amount but it, it was essentially like kind of rehabilitating the Amy character because she has a bad character I mean, we think we can all, you know, ultimately agree on that her character has needed kind of a, a retooling over the years. Um, and they and they certainly, you know, the comics have attempted to make her better. But she's, you know, this jilted, jealous, obsessive character, at least. And, you know, uh, and mm-hmm. I wanted to have her be like, I liked that her kind of her narrative arc in Adventure was like, still the obsessiveness. But she was like, maybe I can like, go out on my own adventures, like with little birdie. And like, do my own stuff and I was like that's an idea so I ran with that again as a small child and I came up with a bunch of OCs that like came up with the roster and it was the same premise as adventure where you'd pick you know one out of the six characters um and you would play their levels and I designed the levels I designed this narrative where all the boys got captured and they had to save them once and it was like I came up with like Tails's cousin oh Rouge's sister (laughs) (laughs) you made an OC this is exciting oh I made plenty of Sonic OCs too um uh were any of them secretly you (laughs) I don't think I like went in that direction I was very like obsessed with storytelling so i i think it was like okay very much like i'm sure there was like self-inserty features but like if i would say like i would self-insert as julie sue or something like i i was very obsessed with the echidna lore too back in the day and like the sort of mix of like aztec with you know hyper tech uh cyber tech so i definitely was into that that route of the comics as well and those characters um but yeah like i I also created like a playable chow, which was, this was before cheese. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the idea is that the chow was instead of you, you were collecting pieces of the emerald, you were collecting different God chows um, and you would bring them back to a garden and they um, were like elemental chows and they each were like gods of each element. 
So I have like documents written out. That's so smart. Thank you. I would create Sonic games. Um, Sega's like writing, Sega's listening to this and they're like, great idea. That's a great idea. Right. We're going to steal them all. Steal everyone's idea. That's uh, uh, yeah. Nice. I mean, you, sh- you should break into Sega and uh, pitch that. Well, I did meet Christian once, uh, but he that was before I knew you know how much he would make Sonic into what it is. I met him once at an E3, Sonic uh, Christian Whitehead. Right. Uh, but yeah, I met him and he was a super cool guy. And I, he was like, oh, I mod like Sonic games. And this was before media. And I was like, cool. And we like hung out a few times. And now I'm just like, oh, you're like <laughs> super fucking cool. I had no idea. I was just casually hanging out with you. Anyway, uh, he's always been cool. That's true. You know, yeah. Like even on the Internet, like but I'm just talking like 2010. <laughs> oh, you, you met him like, oh, that's like ages. Ago. I was about to say primordial Christian. I don't <laughs> even know what that means. Um, it's not like he wasn't an adult at that point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think he was an adult at the time. But Yeah, no, he's definitely I'm, I'm actually not sure how old he is. He, he is in his 30s, maybe, <laughs> maybe pushing 40 at this point. I, but uh, probably. I mean, I think he was a he was quite a few years older than me when I met him. Um, okay. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was at the time where like I think he was just kind of modding games, but clearly was in talks with Sega. I think already at that time, um, and I just didn't know. But anyway, um, I just connected with the fact that I was like, oh, I love Sonic, and I was like, oh, he loves Sonic on a level that's even impressive to me, <laughs> where I thought I was. I don't know. I just got sidetracked. But needless to say, I used to want to be a game designer and trust me dreamed of working for Sega back when I was a kid. Like of course I wanted to work on Sonic games. Um so yeah I would make these like game des- like pre- you know uh, kid like game design docs with like art and write-ups and stories and scripts and stuff. I thought I was going to be able to program this on myself. <laughs> See if if Sega had any sense I you know I, well for one thing with Christian Whitehead they didn't bring back Christian and his team. I know. Or, you know, they couldn't, they could not make an offer to Evening Star in a way that made compelling sense to Evening Star to return to Sonic. The, the two sides could not reach an agreement. So now Penny's big breakaway is what we're looking forward to next from Christian Whitehead's uh, studio. And then Sonic Superstars is the essentially the follow-up to Sonic Mania. But if Sega had the good sense, <laughs> they would have empowered Christian Whitehead and yeah. They would have said, Amy, game, what a great idea. <laughs> oh, and yes, expanding this part of the story, brilliant. And there, we could be we could be seeing this, but instead we live well, here. There's a little bit of, a, of an Evan Amy sans going on right now. Like, um, well, you said you've watched a little bit of Frontiers, so you haven't. I, I have followed up on some of the Frontier stuff and narratively, yeah. I just, I haven't had time to play games, which right. is just. A... Yeah, because they're definitely presenting her less as like love crazy stalking type. Like, like they, they pulled back on it. Like, clearly there's still some sort of crush going on, but it's not the, the obsessive. And then I, I don't know how familiar you are with the the Sonic Boom tv show and the way amy is there like there's yeah very funny like i mean that whole show is extremely funny i I, the writing was so like fourth wall breaking and knuckles was hilarious in that show (laughs) yeah Yeah. but yeah right because this year is amy's realized of course has been established that they're just a front for the yakuza (laughs) and and uh right you just you don't if you make too much money they're gonna notice i think right Uh, (laughs) (laughs) i mean i have 
Bones the Sega in general. <laughs> but I do love the Yakuza series. <laughs> yeah, I do think like like lately, I mean, it's exciting to see them do this preschool show. Here's why. I think that they're maybe prior to the movie even have been like, no, we're cool, y'all. <laughs> we were watching a clip from it today, that shadow game with the guns. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did so you play sorry. that, Liza? Because that was that like, that's like post Dreamcast era. It was. I didn't play it, but I, I was part of the hip, cool, memeing the hell out of that era because I thought it was hilarious like many of my friends. So I didn't <laughs> officially play it, but... I will confess, I, again, I did love Crush 40 music, and I did kind of like some of the bad songs from it, <laughs> ironically, but, you know, the, the love is still there. But also not <laughs> ironically, because they are great. Crush 40, you know, is amazing. <laughs> yeah, I have, that's exactly what's playing in my head right now. I, have all, I Am All of Me is, you know, it can find its way onto a playlist still. The name of the YouTube creator who made the video we were watching earlier, their name escapes me, but... Uh, their video is probably easy to find. Hey, we'll link it in this, this episode. But they were like, they were looking at the philosophy of Shadow the Hedgehog and the uh, existentialist themes because you know his existence precedes his essence. Like he he exists, and then he decides whether he's yes what value that is, whatever moralistic quality that has. Which is an interesting element. It's interesting and fun to have that in Sonic, I think. And Shadow is a lovely character to have angsty emotions about what is the point and sonic has this in his own character it's part of the appeal in songs like it doesn't matter or even just sonic with the freedom fighters he is not typically a leader character he's not usually like a leonardo but now because sonic tails knuckles amy are kind of becoming a little bit ninja turtles affide mm. he is sort of becoming like the leader which i don't know fits sonic all that well mm. uh, maybe knuckles could be aged a little differently so that knuckles is like more of like a, a leader and sonic can then not be the <laughs> whatever like he can be more of the like right you know the the freelancer he's a bit more of a freewheeling guy that's like what's interesting with sonic being considered the leader is like he doesn't like rules or like yeah. to be confined also he kind of like is mean to everyone on the team i feel like he is kind of a jerk yeah you can't have a leader be like Stop whining. <laughs> well, I mean, in in Sad AM, he's technically the leader. You would uh, the Saturday morning show with Sally because you'd think Sally is the leader, and I think in yeah. Archie they're like Sally's the leader of the Freedom Fighters. But if you mm. watch the show, Sally says more on more than one occasion, "This is Sonic the Hedgehog, the leader of the Freedom Fighters," which is sort of a weird thing because he does want to just run off and do his own thing. It's like, hey, I can just kick bop butt, ha ha. I don't need it's fine, but. But even then, they were going, well, you know, he he is he is free, free like the wind, to, to quote a thing. But he is still the leader, I guess, because when there is injustice, he will step forward. But when things are done, he'll fuck off. He's like, <laughs> call me later. Uh, I'll lead if you need me to. And also, you know, the one time Knuckles was the leader of anything, thousands of people died. That was in forces. <laughs> But, you know, he may have learned from those experiences and now Knuckles can be more of like the uh, the guy in the chair at the Master Emerald while Sonic, mm -hmm. Tails and Amy are. But I think Amy would be a good leader. Like this is like, I think, the thing with the group dynamic. Let me pitch this to you. <laughs> Amy's the leader, the one setting everything up, like kind of like taking first charge. Sonic's kind of like 
the chaos element, like we'll go and do, you know, he'll run in first. He won't check. He's not leading anyone. He's not telling anyone what to do. <laughs> Tails is the computer guy. Boop, 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 boop. And then Knuckles is the punchy one. That makes Amy the natural leader of this. She should be in charge. Can I, may I? No. Okay. <laughs> because I'm in charge because I'm Amy. See, right. that's right. how it would work. Amy would be like, Sonic would try to make a quip. And Amy would be like, nah. Gotta speed, kid. Mm, I'm on a chili dog. I'm on a chili dog. Come on, Tails. Yeah, and Amy would be like, no, we gotta go. Like, we gotta get the Master Emerald. No, we gotta eat chili dogs. There we go. See, Amy, perfect sense is the leader, I think. All right, so that's just Princess Sally. I was gonna say, you're just pitch Princess Sally, actually. <laughs> yeah, Princess <laughs> Sally is such a lame name. Is she, if you, have you seen her design, though? No, let me look it up. You would like her design, I think. You could just call her Sally Acorn. Depend- like, yeah, Sally Acorn. Yeah. Yeah. Right, if they, if they re- if they introduced her into the games, she wouldn't necessarily have to be a princess. She could just be, hey, look, there's Sally Acorn. She loves acorns. Oh yeah, I like Sally. I just wish she wore shorts. Well, she, <laughs> she, you should check out search a- Sally Acorn reboot. Right. Yeah, the new the new takes are better. Yeah, and she does, and it looks good. Yeah, much yeah. so cute. <laughs> right. At some point, they went, oh, maybe it's weird that like our female character is just well but you know i mean maybe you guys all know about the sega sonic brand guidelines but the boys can never wear pants ever Mm. the boys can wear shirts Mm. but never pants and the girls always need to be covered Mm. right but but sonic you'll see like wear like uh like a baseball jersey that's true or like a soccer jersey or something like to be to for like a a tuxedo a tuxedo but he would not wear the tuxedo pants no wow you will never see sonic in pants sonic plays by donald duck rules Uh, (laughs) yeah yes also in idw uh, in the beginning they kind of framed amy as because it was post forces right knuckles said i'm not the leader anymore and then amy was like well i guess i'm the leader and suddenly yeah it felt like maybe things were competently run until she finally went i'm done running this because i need to also go have adventures because that's the premise of this comic book and so uh jewel the beetle took over as being in charge of the it's not it's not called the resistance anymore it's called like the the restoration the restoration right because they got to rebuild after everything was destroyed it's fine though it's a comic yeah no one died no one died (laughs) except all the people that died under knuckles's watch they died (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't in the comic no one dies in the comic everyone dies in the game (laughs) real quick on the chow connection to the lore Mm -hmm. liza add that to the list of reasons to play Sonic Frontiers because it expands on that in a interesting way that I would be curious for your take on. Yeah, now now I feel embarrassed not coming prepped with having played Sonic Frontiers here. I feel like I should have done my Oh no, no. No. No, <laughs> I'm just I'm just I'm like inventing reasons to like keep talking about Sonic. Oh, I'll, I'll I'll play it eventually. I think I I, I will play it. I think I was it was hard to get a gauge on how much people liked it and what they liked and didn't like. And I think that that was my hesitation because mm-hmm. um, I was excited for it. And then I was just like, oh, maybe. Um, and I have some regret about that. But I was like, I was like, I will play this at some point. And that's exciting to hear that there's more reasons. So I'll, I'll, I'll save it for myself then as a treat. Another question for you, Liza, on thinking about Sonic Adventure. Have you ever played 
I, I'm, I'm curious about the dark period of of the Sonic <laughs> times. And did you play 06? Uh, uh, Ashlyn played 06, and it is, I believe, her favorite game really? in the series. Actually, probably of all time. <laughs> what? I I didn't play Sonic 06. I definitely went through kind of a Sonic, Sonic game dry spell. I played the two advanced series games. I played the snowboarding, All-Stars Racing. So I played a lot of the spin-off games. We do also have to talk about Sonic Shuffle, which no one played except for me. <laughs> oh yeah, I played Sonic Shuffle and Imaginary World is uh still and the gums of Sonic uh are are burned into my brain because it's a weird cell shaded thing. We watched a little bit of a Sonic Shuffle video the other uh day ashlyn i don't remember it's the board game one the mario it's mario party sonic oh yeah i don't think anybody understood the rules no i didn't as a child either but we played it because i just wanted sonic mario party and i was gonna get sonic mario party even if it was (laughs) terrible um and boy was that game terrible the way the cards worked and played, I thought the villains were kind of cool designs. Um, they were very Knights of Dreams, which I can also talk about Knights of Dreams and actually talking about adventure. I would be super down to talk about the casino level and the Knights of Dreams level because I was also a huge Knights fan. Real quick, Sonic Shuffle uh, should have been combined it with Knights into Dreams. Yes. Uh, instead of going to Imaginary World, it should have been Nightopia. Absolutely. Knights should have been the game master. <laughs> It could have been easily woven together. Yep. Why they didn't do this, I, I don't know. I also played the terrible Wii uh, Knights game, Knights into Dreams game, with the hope that Knights could resurrect itself, and it did a poor form job. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, yeah Journey of Dreams. It's, it's rough. It is It is rough, and four little babies, and I was <laughs> not a little baby. You don't like that owl? You don't like the owl named Owl, or whatever? <laughs> and the two anime children that were very like those kids <laughs> why are those kids so much worse than, than the other like they are they're so much worse than the, <sighs> the genesis i don't know i don't know why those kids are so terrible but man that game was rough yeah. also but yes i i didn't play a lot of the games my, my partner could answer i think he toughed out um a lot of those secret rings wow <laughs> black knight and all of that i don't even know if he played the uh sorry what you were saying i don't know if he even played the 06 because i i didn't play 06 right well i mean sonic 06 did it did become a platinum hits title mm. on like the 360 someone bought it but there was also a period of time where it was uh, i know it was a packing title that along with some other game where it was like oh we're just throwing random things at you please buy a 360 we played nights into dreams recently as well oh because i wanted to play the christmas version is that what we were doing christmas nights yeah christmas nights yeah uh, that's what it is yeah you know the other thing i love about uh sonic adventure and nights into dreams is like why did they build in the christmas part <laughs> like that's so beautiful and fun and like fresh but um nights into dreams i thought the gameplay was i mean obviously very strange but like really cool like, I feel like that was, like, such a unique style of game. They should bring it back for VR, honestly. Now that we have, like, better Ooh. VR, it would be such a good, like, PSVR title. Um, because I feel like they never figured it out for modern systems. Because, again, the Wii was, like, a weird system to try it on. But with inherent, like, how VR works, you're already on, like, your railroaded on the system. 
Anyway. <laughs> yeah, maybe Meta spent $56 billion on the Nights into Dreams. Facebook VR. Listen, I just wanted to be a jester throwing fly. Yeah. Yeah, I would say don't say, yeah, never say never. Like, I, I'm, I'm very, like, I think you've got great game ideas here and they have the really clear hooks so i'm like very like thank you <laughs> let's let's keep this uh let, you know keep this dream alive because you know the sonic brand has been replenished by fans like christian whitehead through sonic mania it is the blood of children that keeps <laughs> this franchise running strong uh, i mean it's true i actually was uh, thinking to myself of what I played recently, Sonic, and actually it was The Murder of Sonic Hedgehog, which actually was a brilliant title, and I loved it so much. Like, obviously it was, a, you know, an April Fool's joke, but it was so creative. The designs were so tight. It was such a fun reimagining of Sonic, and I hate to use it this way because I feel like we're sick of it in animation, but the brand slash the IP of Sonic is so strong that they could make so many spinoff games that are not just mainline titles and really experiment, really give it to indies, and Go hog wild. It, it has, Nintendo's been doing that for years with Mario, and even Mario is like kind of pretty tight. But like the fact that they're doing like a remake of the RPG again, which is darker and weirder. Yes. Like I let Sonic get weird and dark, and I'm glad that Frontiers <laughs> does. I do know that that's a hook about Frontiers. Um, yeah. But it's like, where's the, where are the Shadow spinoffs? Where's the Amy spinoffs? Where, why doesn't Big the Cat have his own franchise? Yeah, give like, me a whole Yoshi, game. Wario. <laughs> like, totally. Like, Sorry, I, I, got excited. <laughs> I mean, uh, Shadow did get that one spinoff. Yeah, sure. yeah he got, he got one, he got but one. Wario has like multiple, Yoshi has so many, yeah. Luigi has so many. That's true. They didn't give up on Wario after the Virtual Boy or whatever you know they kept they kept going with wario amy amy has amy's american page one (laughs) which is a java phone card game available only in japan but it has her name in the title so (laughs) if that counts (laughs) i guess she got a game uh no and peach is getting a game this year so which i'm very excited to see yeah because it's it's long overdue but yeah like the movies are letting them know a little bit to trust fans because man those movies were saved from the brink and I, I was so jazzed watching the movies so excited you know when i first saw like the master emerald and everything yeah we'll give you so much money if you just give us a little bone the sounds of children that we're hearing in the background those are new sonic fans uh-huh honestly yeah though <laughs> there's that potential yeah. Right, Sonic the Hedgehog 3. We didn't talk about that in the news. Oh, yeah. They're filming it. Yes. Just without any actors. Oh. Yeah, I guess they're doing like, hey, Sonic will be here. But this isn't a scene where he talks to Tom. I said that they wrapped boards recently, too. Can I say that is that NDA? <laughs> I might be in trouble saying that. But they wrapped boards recently. Tyson. Tyson's done. Tyson has yeah. We've had Tyson yeah. on the program, on the previous program. Um, oh, nice. We'll have him. we got to get him on this one. Yeah, we'll have him on this one. Uh, but Tyson Hess, uh, producer, co-producer on Sonic 2, and he did the redesign for Sonic Movie 1. Another example of, you know, the the Sonic brand has been strengthened when it looks to that, you know, the, the next generation of creators uh, who grew up on the franchise. Sonic Superstars is bringing back one of the original creators, Naoto Oshima, and a new character uh, named uh, Who Cares the Who Gives a Shit. <laughs> it's, it's Trip uh, the Armored Lizard. Trip the Armored Lizard. Or the, what is yeah, it? Yeah, I'm sorry. 
Sun Gazer Lizard. Trip, I mean, Trip is that that that's primordial Sonic. I love the word primordial. I try to yeah. use it every day. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, because of Shim, he made Sonic. He made Vector the Crocodile. That, that's an Oshima original. He watched other people design Amy Rose. He went, yeah, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> well, that works good. Good job. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for drawing Sonic in a dress. <laughs> I appreciate this. He designed Madonna, who still hasn't come back into the games, but I'm I'm waiting. We need to bring back Madonna. <laughs> we do need to bring back Madonna. I was like, we can have a crossover with um, what's her face from Mario when they had her in Odyssey. Uh, um, <laughs> Pauline. 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 Thank you. I was like, we need a Madonna Pauline uh, hangout <laughs> retro Madonna, game. Madonna. Right. Pauline. Vegas. <laughs> they're going to see all of the shows. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose all the money. Chippendales. They're going to Chippendales. <laughs> Cirque du Soleil. They're going to the circus. Roy Michelle's uh, reunion, but it's Madonna and Pauline. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm all for that. I think that makes perfect sense. You know, Pauline, they made her a singer. Madonna, I mean, she's got to be one based on the name alone, right? What else? Yeah. What else is she supposed to be? She's just Madonna, but forever uh, in the 80s, I guess. See, Adventure 2 was smart, and we walked the line with Maria, <laughs> where you didn't really know if Shadow had, like, a weird crush on her, or was, like, a paternal... You're just like, you know what? I don't know what's going on here. They're not kissing. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. You didn't think too hard about it, which I no. think is the, the, like... Sonic 2 really rides that line well, where you're like, yeah, I don't really understand what's happening, but, like, I'm having a lot of fun. Huh. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be more, like... Oh, she she's like a sister to me. Yeah. I mean, he his 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 experience, he may or may not have only existed for a week before she died. Uh, but uh, yeah, like if that's if Gerald is his paternal figure, so Maria would be like his sister, his best friend. And I guess that's pretty much it. Who else did he know? No one. Um then he just knew pain and suffering, which is <laughs> what we get. Uh <laughs> which I love. Oh, I love Sonic so much. Yeah. Sonic's great. If Sega came to you tomorrow (laughs) and they said, Liza, we need a new Sonic project that you can deliver. It cannot be any of these previous projects. We've already bought those, the Chow and the Amy. Oh, a new, new one. Yeah. Are there, are there, is there another kind of, um, Sonic sort of, or maybe the question is like, what would it be games? Would it be a, would it be animation? Would it be a comic? Like what kind of medium do you think you would be able to best express your Sonic creative love in? I mean, I, I would love to to play around in like an animated series world, of course, like a, a 2d animated series that is fresh. I mean, I guess it, it works better in 3d, but I, st- I still have like a, a soft spot for 2d animation um, and 2d animated Sonic. I mean, of course, like the games are where I started, so it's hard for me to not say like a games project is where I, I would love to see Sonic because I want to go fast, which sounds silly, but that's like that's why I play Sonic. That's why I fell in love with Sonic is I wanted to go fast in a video game, and that was the genesis. Oh god, now now I'm really <laughs> so I'm saying that. That was the Mega Drive of your time with. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. I really love 3D Sonic. I love 2D Sonic as well, of course. Um, but I really just love when the 3D Sonic shines and they have the level design uh, that is so tight and clear and clean. Um, and I don't feel like 
like forces, like the levels were too short. There's too much going on. Like I want them to go back to like clean games without any gimmicks. Like I, I think like I know Frontiers is, and I know that's probably what you're gonna say. Yeah, you're gonna love Frontiers. I really think you're gonna like Frontiers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, like, I think, like, having opportunities to play other characters in the same worlds and switch perspectives, I always thought that that was such a cool element to the adventure series. And the exploration of the world, I, again, I know it's in Frontiers as well. I think the enemy design in Frontiers is a little lacking for me, but I know that that's, yeah, that's, that's always been like a little bit of a, was a, a tough for me to swallow on it and i actually i liked all the upgrades you got in the adventure series which might be a controversial opinion because i know kind of makes the game a little clunky but as a kid i really loved it loved getting like when you could do tails as tailspin forever all of a sudden or all these like little accoutrements that you could equip or equip and i thought it was extra fun like but like obviously holding off the light speed dash to that maybe not (laughs) you know what else was so great though i feel like was the hub world of station square and mystic ruins like the that's not really replicated in sonic frontiers um ashlyn and i were reminiscing about that uh and it was like yeah it would be nice to have townspeople right like there's there are characters to interact with on the map but it's not quite the same as the know-it-all kid or the woman in love with the uh, burger shop man uh, <laughs> or, you know, some of the other memorable characters like the chief. Sonic man. <laughs> Sonic man in Sonic 06 is a uh, memorable NPC. Right. The, the, the woman addicted to gambling mm-hmm. uh, at the expense of her son. Yes. He's just abandoned outside. Mother spending his college fund. I mean, it wasn't fun carrying the keys for like a 30 minutes. <laughs> Uh, across the map but i did think it was very fun trying to like find secret levels throughout the world too was really cool and i i I love would love other elements of that where it's like you're kind of breaking apart and discovering elements of the game like i thought it was such a cool feature and it was such a shame to kind of lose that i mean it even lost it in adventure too like we didn't have the hub world right um and it was something i had missed from adventure like even being able to go back to like twinkle park like i love twinkle park so much it was such a creative level design and like aesthetic like a weird it was terrible. The mini game was terrible, but like I, you know, I still loved it because it added another element. There was like risk taking in that game that felt very fun versus gimmicky. Does that make sense? The showers in Twinkle Park, like they could. That's in the Casinopolis. Yeah. Oh, that's yes. Casino. It's in the yeah. Casino. Yeah. The casino level is so weird, but I loved it. It was such a weird level. Yeah. <laughs> It's like mostly pinball, and then you're in the sewers, and then you're in the showers. I mean, if you were walking around in the sewer, I think you'd want to take a shower, too. I would always take the shower after the sewers. It was a habit. Right. You're like, Sonic can't be a stinky boy. He has to. (laughs) And Tails is just standing there watching, always. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't get undressed, you know? So he's just a wet. True. It's just, it's, yeah. It's like washing your cat. (laughs) Yeah. Right. There were there were adventure fields in 06, but mm-hmm. I feel I feel like those people weren't super fun to talk to. But there's also many small ones in Unleashed. Mm. And I and there's some interesting characters there. Like I don't know if you've ever played Unleashed. Only watched footage, yeah. It was during my Heroes burned me so hard that I just I didn't I I was I was so burned. I just didn't want to play for a really long time, which is sad. Same thing happened to me. Exact same thing happened to me. I think there are, I think a lot of us 
Sonic fans were like lemmings that fell <laughs> off the cliff at Sonic Heroes. Yeah. Uh, just didn't make that leap to the GameCube or PlayStation or Xbox to play it. And uh, and then just took a break for a while. Heroes was the first game where it's like, huh, I don't think this was made for me, was it? That's sort of what the, the feeling is. You know what it was, too? is like that box art is so bad for Sonic Heroes. It is such a bad render of the characters. They're just very shiny. I also hated the theme song, which like I just, I know might be a controversial opinion. I just didn't like the Sonic Heroes theme song and I felt like it was a betrayal of the rest of the Sonic music. (laughs) I felt like it lost a sense of itself. It was too... Yeah, no, totally. It's Sonic Heroes. It's very weird. It's like Sonic and Friends feels more comfortably preschooler bridge. Sonic Heroes was like, wait, I thought this was like a sort of teen anime kind of feeling thing. And now all of a sudden it's like Sonic Heroes and they're being addressed as Sonic Heroes. The game opens with them getting a letter addressed to Sonic Heroes. (laughs) And they say, dear Sonic Heroes, guess what, Sonic Heroes? You're like, nobody has ever called them Sonic Heroes. (laughs) The hell are you talking about? Yeah. And I mean, I also felt like the storytelling was really lacking in that game too. And even like I enjoyed generations but i was like it's kind of what happened with the story where it just kind of fell off and i know 06 was like an attempt to kind of do more storytelling again and just like kind of love so i guess maybe they just got so scared of doing more serious storytelling for a while yeah i liked more complex villains i liked that eggman had always had to band together with them to join them i liked that there was always like the greater threat um which was very compelling to me especially as a kid that grew up with Eggman is the big boss, so for there to be a bigger boss, always exciting, always so much fun. Yeah, no, d- definitely. It, it, it was, it, it was a, it's a fun turn, and there is that, like that progression. You definitely feel it, starting with Sonic One all the way to Adventure Two. Like it, things are building on each other. Like characters, I guess, like sort of have arcs. You, I mean, Adventure is all about, hey, look, Tails, he's growing as a character, and Amy, she's growing a little bit. But I mean, I you know, it's even like yeah. in, in Adventure Two, I, I I think Amy is a better character in Adventure One and Two than she is in Heroes because everything she went through in those two games gets reverted, and she's like, "I'm going to beat you, Sonic, with my hammer, and then force you into a marriage," um, as as opposed to like you know the scene in Adventure Two where she finds Sonic in jail. And she does make the joke of like, yeah, I love that. Scene. Yeah, she's like, oh, you know, if I let you out, will you marry me? And he's like, no way. <laughs> Heroes Amy, I feel like would have just sat there, arms crossed, and is like, well, I'm not doing anything until you agree. And she's just like, oh, but instead she goes, oh, darn, slides the card, frees him. Because, yeah, she has a crush on him. Yeah, she's playing with him. But it's like, no, she's proving herself as part of this team. That's probably the first time where we really get the sense, hey, these four could work together. Um, even though the the way the game's structured, you never really, well, you can't play as her, at least normally. So you don't get like the fearsome foursome or whatever you want to call them. Yeah, the, let's trademark that. No one else has ever used it. Uh, <laughs> the fast friends forever. The fast yeah. friends forever. Yeah, that's what that's what happened. Four fast friends forever. Two four too furious. Two four too furious. Well, there's four of us, and uh-huh. we are going to do the pivot thing where we say. Thank you that there has been this opportunity to meet you, get to know you, talk Sonic the Hedgehog. Liza, thank you very much for uh, joining us. Uh, And Ashlyn, thank you for introducing all of us and making this happen. Um, 
we'll we'll link to wherever you would like to link. But is there maybe I just sort of want to provide a general space for any sonic hot takes or any <laughs> you know kind of closing statements. I feel like I've I've dished a lot of my hot takes here. I mean, I just think that let indies experiment with Sonic, which I feel like is beating a dead uh, drum that you know we've all been beating. So I feel like I'm a little tired saying that. Um, but I think we can all agree that um, that's been the right direction, giving passionate fans, giving the new generation that grew up with Sonic the chance to take the Sonic helm um, and really do something creative with it, like Mania, like you know the murder of Sonic the Hedgehog like Tyson taking over the movies. Like, I think that any more chances that we can have of that continually is a step in the right direction. Um, so that's my big Sonic hot take. And bring Chow back, as we've been establishing. Bring Chow back and bring um, some, you know, serious narrative threads back. And I promise I'll play Frontiers. I feel like... Right, no, what you should do is that, okay, because um, there's that there's a third update coming. All the updates are free. Oh. Um, it's probably coming... Uh, what maybe like september october so if, if you wait till then because i think they're adding in that there's extra story stuff Ooh. you wait till the third update you play it you should come back and then give all your frontier hot takes i think i can't wait i'll, I'll, I'll do that yeah um, that kind of really will be a new sonic adventure because it will be playable tails amy knuckles well, right that's what they're adding in the uh, in the update Tails was my boy so tails was always my my go-to because again i was player two from the beginning so right. i still have that soft spot for him right so if you're tails grant is sonic ashlyn is amy i'm knuckles i'm a ring <laughs> you're a ring oh you're a ring you're not a i'm a ring <laughs> well then who's oh the cat the cat is amy oh yeah zeus is oh Zeus is Amy. That's right. Oh, I guess it's that time again. Sure is. It's that time where I go, it's the end of the show, and I never have anything planned. And sometimes it works out pretty well, and other times, crash and burn. But you don't want to crash when you're driving through the city. No. When you're driving through the city, you want to just be enjoying the nightlife. You go by, you drive past the club, you can hear the, the thump and the beat, and you're like, yeah, those everyone in there is having a good time, I'm sure. But you don't need to stop and have a good time with them. You're having a good time with yourself. You're chilling, you're vibing, and you're vibing because you're, of course, listening to Sonic Weekly. That's right. I thank you once again for joining us on another fantabulous adventure to the world of Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> of course, you know, if you haven't done it, you should do it now, uh, which is subscribe. Subscribe to us on your on your podcast player of choice. Is it Spotify? Is it is it is it Apple Podcasts? Is it is it a uh, Oh, 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 there we go. There's that. Yes. Or or maybe a Pandora. We heard, you know, what someone emailed us and said, well, I heard you on Pandora. That's still a thing. Let's, let's go there. Unless I got that wrong. Hey, yeah. And if you want to get in contact with us, you should email sonicweeklypodcast at gmail.com, especially if you want to join our Discord server. It's hip. It's happening. It's like one of those clubs where you're where you're jamming but you drove by. It's really cool. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You know, before we go out, I feel like I should probably... Oh, right. I should thank Smoothies for the edit. Thank you, Smoothies. You know, Grant thanked our guest, but I'll, I'll, I'll thank again. Thank you. I was about to say Lisa. It's Liza. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and maybe I'll just remember that this, this is for Smoothies. Because we talked about 100p a little bit. I'm sure. I don't know who remembers this, but when he was arrested, there was a brief moment in time. There was a hashtag on the old twitter.com, which was free hunted P. That's right. 
we knew that he had to get free. He couldn't be behind bars because he has to be spitting bars. That's what he does. Was he freed? I mean, eventually after he served his sentence. But but we we had him in our hearts, just like we have with Yuji Naka. Free Yuji Naka, hashtag. Even though he's not in jail, he, he he's doing time served. So, look, it doesn't matter. That's right. It doesn't matter now what happens. Because I'll never give up the fight. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Brilliant. 